Yo, thank you for tuning in to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today, we have an amazing one with my friend, Jacob Morrell. Jacob is an amazing freaking dude and uh, has an amazing mission. So you guys are going to love this dude. Stick around. You're going to want to hear more. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. Time to walk through hell's kitchen. I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, mm-hmm. the winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, you can do that by hitting the show notes or going to the winners dot the winners paradigm.com. The next thing you need to join our Facebook group through Calibrated Men. If you really want these resources to help other men and to become the best version, to share that knowledge, that business knowledge, that every single thing that you have and put that in the world. The way that you do that is by taking the leaps. And going in this group, getting in the mastermind, and learning how we can translate lives by our stories. So, you're going to want to go to the Recalibrated Man. That is also in the show notes. Hit that. My man. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. It's been an honor getting to know you uh, through one of our groups that are in, but more importantly, talking to you one-on-one, and you're an amazing fucking dude, amazing mission. So, before we get started today, would you mind giving a brief intro of who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother? Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, awesome to be doing this. Uh, but yeah, I'm just uh, you know 23 year old guy from Springfield, Missouri. Went to school down here at the University of Arkansas, and um, you know didn't really know anybody coming down here. So it was kind of a you know kind of a culture shock coming down to a big SEC school. Kind of the whole you know sports everything. Um, you know, fraternity, all that stuff is, was really new to me, but I learned a lot through it. Um, ended up joining a fraternity and getting in some leadership roles there. Um, I was the pledge trainer my sophomore year. So I had about 60 guys that I helped through their daily routines. And then I wanted to continue that at a larger scale. And I was the president my junior and senior year. Uh, I got to lead about 250 guys through that. Um, try to keep us out of trouble best we can. <laughs> it was ups, ups and downs, but it taught me a lot for sure uh, about leadership and about dealing with conflict and stuff like that. So very thankful for that experience. Uh, still very good friends with all those guys too. A lot of good connections and graduated in May with a major in business management, minor in entrepreneurship. Amen. Uh, Same thing, brother. Proud of you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I really didn't want to do the cubicle job. So I decided to, you know, get into fitness and help people through that. It's just always been a big passion of mine. I've always found that when I'm staying disciplined and staying on my tasks, on my workouts, on my nutrition, that I'm a more pleasant person to be around, but I'm also you know, finding more of myself each time that I'm, you know, staying disciplined to the things that I'm setting out for myself. So 
I just uh, found the benefit in doing it myself, but I want to, you know, expand that and give it to others now. Hell yeah, brother. And I love that, you know, and definitely that point where you said, you know, you focusing on you being in the gym and being the healthiest you can be, you know, it's better for everyone else. And I think that's something people don't realize, uh, especially with society now and the instant gratification, you know, as everybody's thinking, oh, I can get this instantly versus working for something. So let's start there first, then we'll touch on that leadership aspect. But uh, what has the power been like? Because I see you, brother, on Instagram, you're shredded to the fucking T, brother. You look amazing. <laughs> and uh, you share that journey every single day. So what has it been like for you when you continually live in that and then you're showing that to the world saying, hey, you can be the best that you can be if you put that required work in? Because mm -hmm. I grew up, I was always in, you know, sports and I was always forced to lift. But graduating high school and kind of being on my own now, not part of any club or anything, I had to make myself do it. So completely different dynamic there. And it's actually funny. The first book I ever read it was actually an audio book. I was uh, working at a golf course the summer after my uh, high school graduation, trying to make some money before college, driving a little golf golf car ball picker up thing. And uh, I was listening to Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And I mean, just hearing the things that a human body and human mind can go through just like really interested me. And I wanted to kind of push myself to some of those limits and it just kind of became my own personal journey like okay i'm gonna go on long runs i'm gonna go to the gym six seven times a week and start getting after it uh, i really didn't have a clear direction on what i was doing i just knew i wanted to go push myself and go hard so i mean looking back it was it was not ideal what i was doing but it was i'm thankful for because it, it taught me a lot um, and then I start, you know, getting into college, start learning more of the science behind everything and how to, you know, maximize kind of the human, you know, potential through, you know, your training style, through nutrition. And it's, so I'm learning new things every day. So it's, it's constant for sure. But I would say just like having that desire within yourself to get better each day, um, not only for yourself, but for the for the people around you is really what I'm trying to promote because I mean, I know there's people out there in business or any profession that they're do they can do so much better if they put themselves first in the, these aspects. Um, they're gonna be, you know, probably making more money, being more present in their relationships, um, just really everything that every aspect of your life improves if you're starting with a good foundation here and also with the foundation in your faith that's uh something that's always been very important to me as well oh we'll, we'll touch on that as a second factor and uh i love that you said that you know that's that's uh important you know as people don't realize that and that's something i used to mess up on i literally this was coming into my head last night was uh when i was in the marine corps me and one of my buddies uh worked out all the time uh, every single day for six months, we're out deployed in Kuwait. And it was funny because I was shredded. And then after came back, tore the cartilage in my right knee. And that's where I started gaining weight uh, was I was eating like crazy and also drinking. And I didn't realize the effects that alcohol had on my metabolism. I just remember saying that I couldn't lose fucking weight until I figured out that it takes the 72 hours after you're drinking to uh, get that alcohol out of your system and get your metabolism back to normal. Uh, in my case, it was fucking my metabolism up because of drinking. And then uh, I would cut weight in high school wrestling. So I would do 25 pounds in three days, two days. And I noticed just like 
uh, I would I couldn't lose weight for shit because I'd always blow back up, blow back up, no matter what I did and wasn't sustainable. So uh, I just had that philosophy that that's not me. And then uh, got out, started gaining more weight because of the injuries, and then really like honing into it. You know, taking the meds that the med, uh, the, the military was giving me, saying that you know my issues were this or that, and then uh, ran into a problem. You know, with antidepressants, where I was like, yeah, this is an alignment. I'm not taking that shit. You know, it doesn't help me do better. And physical fitness was my thing. Uh, that really helped me throughout that time period was number one, I need it for the mental side, you know, of uh, working out every day, whether if it's a walk or lifting six or seven times a week. And then it was funny. And this is why I said, you know, last night I thought about that was the discipline factor. Uh, I used to say dumb shit like, oh, I can never do bodybuilding because I'm not disciplined enough. And uh, last night I had a recording and uh, I love that you mentioned Goggins because I'm listening. Uh, I listened to Goggins. I read the first book and then I'm on the second one right now. And he was talking about um, what he does is when you tell your story, even all the fucked up shit and you record it, you can always listen to it and it eventually becomes a story. So I was listening last night and I was like, bro, you know how stupid I sound is I, I don't want to be disciplined enough. I want to have fun. And I was like, it just sounds fucking stupid. Like now listening to it, it's like I am disciplined. And it's not that difficult, you know, it's just one day at a time, it's taking it, it's understanding. Uh, just like before we got on the the uh, episode today recording, we talked about, um, you know, San Diego, for instance, and how everything is catered to being healthier. So we have to do the same thing, no matter where we're at, is eating healthy, you know, sticking to the routine. And it's something where that discipline factor is something you can make into your life every single day. And that was something I used to just make those simple excuses. Uh, so I love the way you said that, brother, because that was one of my hangups and my failures for a long fucking time was uh, the discipline factor. And I used to blame, the, oh, I'm just young. Da, da, da. And then like when you replay it and you hear those limiting beliefs, you're like, yeah, it just doesn't sound very educated for me to be saying. It's crazy the things we tell ourselves to justify our, our piss poor behavior, you know? I mean... <laughs> Like I was, I was right there with you too. I mean, being in a fraternity and stuff like that, like I've been down that road of, you know, partying three or four times a week, you know, drinking the alcohol, staying up super late. And I look back and I was just living for myself. And that was, you know, I was never as happy or fulfilled as I am now because I was putting my own self-interest before you know, before God's, before my family, before my health and nutrition. And I realized why I wasn't as happy or fulfilled because I wasn't, I didn't, you know, I was pursuing like leadership roles and stuff like that, but there were still other things that were, were limiting me what I was capable of becoming. Ooh, okay. Let's talk about leadership first before I forget about that. And then we'll talk about faith. Uh, but definitely love that. The reason why is because you're talking about fulfilling the leadership roles and then even still not hitting all the markers that we need to, knowing that we should. Because uh, that was something for me too. 19 years old was my own boss, essentially started my own business in the military because I was, uh, we had to start my department up from the ground up. And I was the one who had my hands in there doing everything. And uh, my philosophy was work hard, play hard because. I was working from four in the morning to seven o'clock at night and then going to college. So that was my philosophy was, oh, I can work hard, fucking play hard. And it just really didn't serve me. And then now, you know, being more disciplined than I've ever been in my whole fucking life, it's hilarious because it's like there was times in high school and I'd be wrestling, cutting weight 16 miles a day. And uh, it was something that it was a chore versus now where I'm like continually eating clean, lifting, and then just living within that and becoming a leader vocalizing it where I'm understanding that, hey, it's a different light, a different energy when you're truly able to just understand, hey, this is what I have to do. Uh, it's not necessarily that I have to do it. It's just this is what 
makes me happier. This is what makes me more aligned to God. This is what makes me the best that I can be by being the best leader that I can. So we talked about leadership and all these instrumental things that you've learned, brother. How influential is it to somebody when they finally get their ducks in a row and they understand, hey, this is what I need to do to show up as an elite version of myself? Mm -hmm. It's everything, man. I mean, looking back, um, it was the spring of my sophomore year. you know, the elections came around for who was going to be the next president, the next top five next year. And, you know, I was wanting to run for it and ended up winning that election. And the summer leading up to my junior year, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a big role, man. Like I gotta, I gotta have my ducks in a row, like you said. Um, so how am I going to do that? Right. I mean, I've always worked out. I've always, you know, read some books and stuff like that, but I got to get serious now. So I started um, the 75 hard program two days after my 21st birthday and finished that like completely transformed uh, physically and mentally. I've done it two more times since. And I would say just like that leading by example part is, is, you know, vital. I mean, in, in any leadership role, if you're not doing hard things, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not doing things that, um you're asking your team to do and more they're not going to respect you at all so you have to uh, be leading by example and more if you want them to listen to anything you're saying going forward and fitness happened to play a big role in that um you know part of 75 hard is reading books too i got really into like the jocko willink uh leadership books those helped me out a ton and um yeah just that complete like mental transformation there helped me going into it for sure. Uh, I love that you said that as well, because that was something for me. Um, initially, I kept messing up on on failing 75 hard. And then uh, I went 100 days after that straight and uh, didn't even count 75 hard just because for me, uh, drinking the water, whatever, you know, I was making excuses. And it was funny. It's like, as long as I just took one day at a time and then just doing it, things started to change for me. Uh, but what brought me perspective, you know, and definitely when we're talking about college and mindset, uh, I worked at a mortgage brokerage when I got off the Marine Corps, my second job. And it was funny because everybody was getting off mommy's and daddy's couches at 22. And here goes me, you know, uh, me and the wife had a miscarriage. We had our second one at that time. And uh, we're starting a family and I have my own apartment. We're getting a house and I'm around all these young kids and they're just like a different fucking crowd, you know, wanting to party. You don't have a Mercedes. You're not cool. And I'm fucking laughing because I'm like, dude, you guys live with your parents. Don't fucking talk to me. I got no help from anybody besides myself. And uh, it was funny because we're talking about physical fitness and being the best that you can as a leader. And uh, we had a great fucking sales manager. Problem was, was uh, he was a big fat dude and everybody treated him that way. And uh, it was funny as I was explaining it to my wife was like, as men, you know, the psychology behind it is like we admire leaders. You know, you admire that one who shows up every fucking day. But if someone's not doing the things that they need to do, everybody's going to pick up on that. And that's the thing with this guy it was like, hey, guys, you should do this. And everybody just kind of checked out. And then I would be right there and I'd be like, hey, man, fucking listen to him. Lock this shit up. Stop fucking around. And everybody'd be like looking at me. Okay. You know, this guy doesn't play games. And then we gave him our undivided attention and really cool dude. Uh, but it was one thing that I noticed was like just the respect level walking in a room where you're shredded or you look fucking big versus, you know, not taking care of your body. People pick that up instantly and they treat you a different way based on the way that you look. And that's just part of leadership. And people don't understand that, you know, women, it's a different uh, energy light the way that they treat each other. But it was funny as a man because it brought perspective. 
was when I was in the Marine Corps, it was a little uh, harder, you know, in the way that they spoke about it and, uh, you know, call somebody names, just fucking walking in a room and they're like, nope, you're not one of us. Uh, and it was funny, just the civilian side, you know, working with this dude because I was like, he's a really good fucking dude, but he didn't lose the weight and he would talk, I'm going to lose the weight, but he never would do it. So it was the respect that people lost for him. And uh, it didn't matter how good he was at sales, you know, they didn't want to listen to him because they were like, this guy doesn't do exactly what I need to do. And he's not going to lead me to the right way. Uh, so I started working with another guy who was shredded and it was funny because it was a different philosophy where this guy was like, Hey, you know, we've hit the phones, uh, for four hours, let's do some pushups. Oh, you know, we got in trouble. We couldn't do pushups in front of the fucking desk. Cause some girl reported us and said we were distracting. So we were doing like one of the little cubicles, close the door. And then, uh, got, like silent rooms and do pushups. And it was funny working with this guy. Cause I was like, man, you know, people are shredded or they're at a different level physically. That mental state is just crazy. But it's funny because you pick up on it and you realize, you know, these habits, the things that help you become successful are the small things that traditionally we don't talk about or they're not celebrated enough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you hit on a big point there too with, um, with your previous boss who was overweight, kept telling himself, I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it would never happen, right? So not only is he losing respect of his team members there, but he's losing respect for himself at the end of the day. Because if you can't make the promises you keep to yourself, you're, you're never going to fully respect yourself and what you're doing. And I think programs like 75 Hard or you know the fitness programs that um, a lot of people offer now are going to help with things like that. Um, some people just need a blueprint. Some people just need that accountability going through it and then they can change for the better going forward for sure. Yeah, brother. And, and, and I applaud you, you know, exactly for saying that as well. Uh, cause that was something I learned, you know, working with Matt Fleming, uh, for the unstoppable 365 program and Sean, it's like Sean's helped me with mindset and then Matt helped me get back to, uh, squatting. Like I said, three months ago, I wasn't squatting and I always had this philosophy of, I know what to do. I just don't do it. And I'm not disciplined enough when it comes to nutrition and the weight wasn't coming off. And it was funny because even within the program, you know, finally got to 195 and then uh, body shot back up to about 205. And I was like, why did I gain this 10 pounds? And I started looking at myself and I'm like, well, I'm wearing it differently. I packed on more muscle. Uh, I feel stronger. Uh, I'm throwing weight around. You know, I feel better. And it was funny because initially it was that, hey, am I doing something wrong? Whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, learned that it was water weight too. But it was funny because it was like, yeah, you know, I'm completely transforming myself uh, where it's mind, body, and soul. And now I'm feeling aligned to it. And we mentioned the other component of faith and people don't understand how significant faith ties into, you know, everything we're doing in life, especially the physical fitness part is uh, last year I hit my lowest part of my life, you know, almost lost everything. And it was funny because I've always worked out, but the more connected I felt with God and really getting visions of uh, either seeing the negative things or the positive things and realizing I needed to change all started with me putting in the work, but two, being in that mental state, you know, going through the workout where it sucks, where I don't feel good and being like, Hey, if I can make through this, you know, I can make it through anything. Um, what is that component like for you, brother, when you were finally able to align God with your physical fitness and understanding that it correlates with each other in us becoming a better version of ourselves? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a Christian household, um, going to church every Sunday, but it always felt like, oh, I got to get up and get ready. got to go to church. Like it felt like a chore more than like a personal relationship with God. And that even continued throughout college. I mean, I would I always have this idea in my mind. We talked about, you know, how we justify things. Right. I was always like, 
you know, just let me have fun college. And then, you know, I'll worry about this God thing later. Right. And looking back, that was just so selfish. And I made so many decisions that were wrong and would have been right if I would have had my foundation strong with God instead of in myself uh, or in worldly or earthly things. And correlating to fitness, I mean, um, it, it talks in the Bible about, you know, like taking care of your body. And it, it also says, you know, physical fitness has some importance, but not all. And it's saying that, um, you know, focusing on, on God and his scripture on serving others is going to be more of importance, but physical fitness also, you know, plays a huge role in that as well. So yeah, it's just been a, I mean, a relationship that I'm continually, you know, building up, spending time in the word, waking up in the morning, doing the devotionals, um, you know, practicing gratitude, all those things to continue that. And then just really living his purpose for my life instead of myself, because I can go out here and say, okay, I want to go to this town in the next couple months, or I want to go do this job or live this life. But it's not the life that he set out for me. It's not worth it. I mean, it's, uh, and I'll be led astray and not, not fulfilled in what I'm doing. So just kind of giving the reins over uh, to what I'm doing here has is, is left me a lot more, you know, happy and fulfilled. And even when times get hard, like, um, you know, when bills aren't as easy to pay or, um, you know, relationships are getting hard and things like that, you have someone to lean on. You have someone that is there for you at all times, is omnipresent, and that you can take your your troubles and your burdens to instead of trying to just bundle it all up inside of yourself and and handle it on your own. Um, and that has brought me a lot of peace too, because I've always been that person. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna work hard. I'm gonna get this done myself, and I got this. And I, th- I think those are the famous last words, right? I got this. Um, and when I started to, you know, surrender that over. Um, I felt, like I said, a lot more peace going forward. Brother, I love that so much. And uh, you brought me to a point right now where I was thinking as well was uh, I went through the same thing, you know, and I would start changing the way that I said things to God got me. And then uh, what kind of changed it for me as well is, you know, you hear the everything happens for you, not or excuse me, everything happens for you, not to you. And people don't understand that. But the way I interpreted it, you know, as I did a little hardcore of course, you know, I'm going to use profanity in it. And I was like, if all this fucked up shit has to happen, there's a reason why God called me to do it. There's a reason why that my life has been different than everybody else, because I need to be a, become a better leader and to transform and to teach these things. And it was funny because you were talking and I actually read a book. It's called The Disciplines of a Godly Man. Uh, and I pulled it up real quick. It's by R. A. R. Kent Hughes. And within that book, you know, they talked about Samson and just other people within the Bible. And we're talking about warriors. And they were saying, uh, just as us being who we need to be as men, living in our masculine, whenever you look at a godly man, you know, physical fitness is a major component to where they're able to protect their families. Right? We're uh, by design hunters, you know, we take care of, we're protectors as men um, in the physical fitness component helps you be closer to God. But two, it's like you can live within that when you're able to do all the things, you know, protect your family, 
be healthy, take care of your kids. Um, and it was the lifestyle impact. And that was something for me, you know, as I always made that issue of, oh, my right knee, I can't run. And, uh, you know, I feel good not being able to run and not being able to do that, but I can lift weights. And if I need to take off, you know, grab the little one or, um, you know, during the day doing burpees, doing push-ups. My little daughter right there, she's trying. And my seven-month-old, you know, sees it now and he acts like he's doing the push-ups. And it's something that transformed even with me was living within that discipline and also teaching them, hey, you know, this is what you can do as well, even at a young age. And that was something that clicked for me when you were talking was like within that book, you know, it got me thinking was like, yeah, you know, a godly man is going to live a little bit differently. We're going to be disciplined, uh, but we're also going to make sure we're taking care of ourselves first so we can be closer to God and we can show up as that better version for everyone around us. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%, dude. Um, when when you talk about discipline and, you know, Christianity is, you know, together, it's actually discipline is biblical. I mean, if you look at Hebrews 12, 11, it's no discipline seem, seems pleasant at the time. But painful later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness for those who can uh, abide in it. And it's just knowing that going through those hard times and staying disciplined for them is going to produce a harvest for you. Uh, so don't complain during those times. Don't get down on yourself. Just know that it's going to build you in the person you're meant to become. Oh, I like how you said that again, and especially using the scripture on it, because that was something I realized too for me uh, was everything, like we said, you know, happens for a reason, but to really double down within that. And uh, another thing we talked about, you know, was that mindset component of earlier on. It's not that we made bad decisions or we didn't, we just didn't have that knowledge. We also didn't have that awareness, that clarity for us to understand it. Uh, So now, you know, you mentioned the gratitude, you know, it's like we can be truly grateful for this moment, for everything that we're doing because we went through all these different things and uh, we're able to see it clearly. So I really appreciate you for coming on today. Uh, Before we get to the last question, where could everybody find you if they want to hear you, they want to see more of your story, brother? Yeah, man, I'm on Instagram at uh, jmurlfit, that's J-M-U-R-R-E-L-L, and then F-I-T, and then Facebook, just Jacob Merle, and I'm on, well, Twitter is now X, I guess. I'm not really present on there. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn as well, but love to connect with y'all going forward. Will do, brother. We'll have that in the show notes, and I'll leave you with the one question here that I ask everybody. What would you say to the previous version of ourself? We don't know where to align ourselves. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. Oh man, I would say just go. Don't wait. There's you're always going to have a reason in your mind that you could push something off to later. That you could wait. That you could. Oh, I'll wait till the next year to become my best self. Right. Um, you can't let an arbitrary date decide when you're going to start living the life that you're destined to live. Um, so just go now. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're going to learn through each of your, your fail, your fails and your, uh, your hardships throughout that. So just go through it, go through the fire, go through the, the difficult times and they're going to build you and you're going to get better through it. Man, I, I love that so much, you know, and it really thinks uh, kind of like a Rocky in the Apollo Creed. And then uh, same thing Gene Wilder said, it was there is no tomorrow. And uh, that's something that plays in my head, you know, especially when you said go is there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow because it's like you can mm-hmm. die today or you can wake up tomorrow, you know, and something could happen and you're not able to 
be the best that you can. You can't push yourself to that. Uh, so that's something that I like to do as well. You know, when, when shit gets tough, you know, rep out more burpees or do more pull-ups or uh, I do 150 pull-ups, 200 pull-ups before I leave the gym. And people are like, why would you do that? I'm like, because why wouldn't you want to push yourself and get you to a point where you're like, man, I fucking hate this. I don't want to do this. And then mm -hmm. after you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad because you finished that workout and you're never not going to feel good after a workout. You're going to feel a little bit better. Oh yeah. <laughs> My man. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you again for coming on, brother. It was an immense honor. Hopefully we can get you back on for a second time in the future. So thank you again, brother. Thanks so much for having me, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to connecting down the road for sure. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Awesome, man. Have a good Saturday. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you want to win, you got to recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left 